with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he, ent- as he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priest. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, today, our readings are all about giving thanks to the Lord for all the many different gifts that he's given us. He really has bestowed so many gifts on us, hasn't he? Most especially, he gave himself by offering himself on a cross, death on a cross, for all of us who have eternal life. And this was the gift that he was trying to give to the ten lepers. But only one came back in gratitude to receive that gift. We don't want to be like those nine that left in ungrateful hearts. You know, we come to Mass and we celebrate Eucharist. And Eucharist comes from the Greek word Eucharistia. And which means thanksgiving. So we come here in thanksgiving for all the gifts that God has given us. In our first reading, Naaman was cured of leprosy as he went down into the Jordan River seven times. And the prophet Elisha cured him. Well, God did through Elisha. And he realized that He received something so great. He worshipped many gods as a Syrian. And then he realized that there is only one true God. And he came back to give thanks. And he said, I will only worship the one true God. No more sacrifices of idols. In our gospel, as I said, there were ten lepers that were cured. But one came back. And and it would be easy for us to just kind of feel like a little indignant toward those other nine and think, wow, why didn't they come back? But then when we look and examine each one of our lives, and mine included, we go through life many times and God is answering our prayers and giving us so many great gifts. And I wonder how he feels like, Wow, does anybody know that I'm here 
Did you forget that I died on the cross for you? And we just muscle through each of our days. Uh, my wife and I realized years ago, early in our marriage, that we were faced with lots of problems that were, seemed to be going on all around us. And so what we did is we took a legal pad and we wrote down those prayers that seemed pretty impossible. And within just a couple weeks, it was amazing. Those prayers, we were crossing them off the, I, the, the, the legal pad. And what we realized is that God always answers our prayers. They may not be the way we want them answered, but he is at work answering prayers. And because we are so problem-focused, we're always on to the next problem in life because life is full of problems. Amen? Life has got problems in front of us. And so we realize that we need to thank God for those answered prayers. That was the, what we discovered. And we also discovered a form of prayer that in our prayer life, we follow an acronym called ACTS. A equals adoration. God wants us to adore Him for all the things that He does. That's why we have this adoration chapel downstairs too in our Divine Mercy Adoration. C equals confession. We come to God realizing that we are flawed creatures and that we sin all the time every day in our thoughts and our words and what we have failed to do. That's why we begin our Mass and our Confidior to come to God to confess those failures. And T equals thanksgiving. We give thanks to God for all the many gifts that He's given us. And S is supplication. S is where we give God the news. But that's the last thing we do. Because really, God knows all the news already, doesn't he? He already knows the news, but he still wants us to come to him with the news. He says, ask, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. He wants us to be persistent in our prayer, and he wants us to come to him. And I would like to recognize that this month in Respect Life October, the whole month of October, we're called to recognize the gift of life in a special way. You know, we should be thankful for every breath that we breathe. Uh, the air we breathe is a gift from God. We should be thankful for all the many gifts that He's given us, most especially our life. There is not one life that is less valuable than another. God has a plan for each and every one of us. Every one of us, great or small, handicapped or whatever it might be, God is working through you. I'd like to share something that I'm grateful for. And it's somebody that I am grateful for that I have never met. It's my grandmother. My grandmother, 93 years ago, was faced with the decision that she had to make. It was either going to be her life or her baby's life. And that was my father. 93 years ago, she gave up her life to bring my father into the world. Now, I want you to think about something. 
That one life gave birth to six children. My brother, my four sisters, we're all grateful for that gift that my grandmother made. Through that one life, there are 26 grandchildren that came into the world. There are 33 great-grandchildren, and there are three more on the way. That is 70 people from one life. That, you should never, ever, ever feel guilty that your life was saved. I wouldn't be here and nobody else in our family would. We are so grateful, and I know it hasn't always been easy for you and mom to raise six children on a meager income, but you did it with God's grace. And your aunts who raised you with your dad's help, they were a gift to you and a gift to all of us. That's the sacrifice. That's why we fight for life. That right there, one life equals so much. It's a whole lineage. Finally, the last thing I'd like to really give thanks for is the Eucharist. You know, something that bugs me is that so often, sometimes I've heard people say, you know, I don't really get anything out of Mass. And I remember saying that to my dad one time, too. And he said, you know, Joe, you only get out of life what you're willing to put into it. But I've heard people say that the homilies are boring. They don't speak to me. The music's not my style. I didn't like the music. And I just didn't get anything out of Mass. Well, guess what? You do get one thing that at every Mass, you get Jesus. Jesus is real and alive. He's here at every Mass. We receive the gift of Jesus who died on the cross and shed his blood for each one of us. That's the greatest gift that we can possibly get. So as we come to him and we come forward at the offertory, that's our offering. Worship is work. Worship is what we put into the Mass. And we get out of it what we put into it. And we give adoration and thanks for God for all the many gifts. It's Eucharist. It's Thanksgiving. So as we come forward to Him and receive Him into our heart who is real, it's so unfortunate that so many Catholics don't believe, even Catholics don't believe, that this is the real presence of Jesus. It is real. Christians don't believe it. We need to believe it and come to him with so much, so much thanksgiving in our hearts for all that he's done. That's what we need to come forward to receive. Jesus, with thanksgiving in our hearts.